Worry, 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 what? Worry, 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 what? This time, about the American Inquisition. So, when I first started thinking about discussing this topic, what I really wanted to call it was the Alt-Right Inquisition, because lately I've been hearing a lot about the rise of the Alt-Right. And this is at the same time that we've been seeing the rise of Donald Trump. So naturally, I had just assumed that Donald Trump is the de facto leader of the alt-right, and I really didn't know what the alt-right actually is. What I assumed was that the alt-right was another faction of the Republican Party, much like the Tea Party. I assumed that they got their name from a keyboard shortcut, much like you would use Control-Alt-Delete to fix your computer, Steve Bannon and Breitbart would use Control-Alt-Right to auto-uncorrect the news. So I had just thought that they're this fringe group that hated quote-unquote political correctness, immigration, and Obama. So that kind of sounds like the president-elect. But it turns out the alt-right are actually much worse than that. Now, I found that if you want to get a good snapshot of a subject, if you really want to get to the core of what an issue is, if you want to get to the meat of the beat, as it were, or the basic lowdown on the rustic hoedown, one of the best things you can do is go to the See Also section of that topic's Wikipedia page. And if you go to the Wikipedia entry for Alt-Right and look at the See Also section, there are three links, and they're pretty telling. Wikipedia tells you to see also angry white male, new nationalism, and white genocide conspiracy theory. I'm going to repeat that. When you look up alt-right on Wikipedia, Wikipedia says that you should also look up angry white male, new nationalism, and white genocide conspiracy theory. Now, when the world's only source of all-known information is telling people that your group is better explained in the context of angry white guys, racist white guys, and racist white people who have gone completely bananas you are probably not going to end up on the right side of history. You'll most likely end up on the alternative to the right side of history. Now, to be fair, I don't think I've ever heard Donald Trump say anything that would make me think he's a white supremacist. I've heard him say some pretty inflammatory things towards Mexicans and Muslims, and women and babies and the handicapped, but no, nothing that would lead me to believe that he's an out-and-out white supremacist. But it does seem like white supremacists and the alt-right really, really like Donald Trump. If a white supremacist ever told me that I was their favorite anything, favorite person, favorite scientist, favorite wearer of Uggs, even if they told me I was their favorite Shania Twain song, I would seriously start to call into question every single one of my life choices. So, I doubt Donald Trump would ever consider himself as a member of the alt-right, but regardless, he's the alt-right's first choice to lead the U.S., and that's not unterrifying. But that being said, the American Inquisition, what is that? Well, I've been told that an American is someone who believes in life, liberty, and the pursuit of the four-gallon slurpee. And an Inquisition is a group of red-robed pythons, and amongst their weaponry are such key elements as surprise and an almost fanatical devotion to etc. The goal of an inquisition is typically to root out heretics, and today, in the U.S., there seems to be a new kind of inquisition getting underway under the leadership of Donald Trump. And, as has been the case throughout much of history, the heretics this time 
are those that practice the dark art of science. The heretics are those who perform lewd scientific acts, like sodomy. Sorry, not sodomy. Soldering. Those who deign to solder their own breadboard. Disgusting. Now, I'm in no way saying that all Americans are anti-science. Far from it. Nor am I saying that all Republicans are anti-science. Somewhat less far from it. But the Republican leader, and the soon-to-be American leader, is absolutely anti-science. At least his public persona is. He has, on multiple occasions, called climate change a hoax. I'm not sure what his stance on evolution is, but I'm fairly certain that at least one of his ancestors was an orangutan. And very recently, his transition team for the Department of Energy sent the current Department of Energy a 74-question questionnaire to fill in. For the most part, the questionnaire is fairly benign. It is what one would expect of a bureaucracy in transition. However, a few of these questions are not quite as benign and kind of stick out like a sore rollerblade. A few of the questions ask the department to make lists of employees. But more to the point, lists of employees who have worked in the field of climate change science. And in the past, when the government starts making lists of people, things don't go so great. It's very reminiscent of the McCarthy Inquisition of the 50s, where literally thousands of government and non-government workers lost their jobs, and just for being on Joe McCarthy's list of potential communist sympathizers. As we now all well know, McCarthy's lists and investigations were pretty much just a witch hunt. Whereas what's happening now with the Department of Energy transition team and their attempt of making lists is less of a witch hunt and more of a which employees are doing their job hunt. So out of 74 of the transitions team's questions, there are a few that have caught the media's eye. You could say a few of Trump's questions have grabbed them by the pupils. For instance, question 13 asks for a list of anyone who attended meetings that helped determine the social cost of carbon. And question 19 asks for a list of employees who have attended any of the UN climate change conferences. Now, neither of those requests on their own are straight up frightening, but they are somewhat of a red flag. I mean, the Department of Energy has a wide range of responsibilities, including overseeing nuclear testing, the nuclear weapons program, radioactive waste disposal, just to name a few. And they fund basic research in almost every known scientific field. But not one of the 74 questions on that questionnaire asked for a list of employees in any other scientific field. Okay, to be fair, questions 71 and 73 do ask for the department to list all staff members and to list their current professional society memberships and to list what websites they maintain or contribute to. Okay, sure. Maybe it would be good to know if one of your nuclear physicists is a member of the American Society for the Proliferation of Fissile Material. Or maybe if they blog for terrorismfortots.org. But as was made clear from all other questions on that questionnaire, Trump's transition team isn't really concerned with the goings-on of the nuclear scientists. They're not concerned with the particle physicists, the geneticists, the renal hair syndrome specialists. None of those scientists have been called out. The only category of scientists singled out were those involved with climate science. And now, why those? Well, let's take a look at who is heading the transition team. Mr. Thomas Pyle, who is also the president of the American Energy Association. What exactly is the American Energy Association? Well, 
As best as I can tell from their website, they're a political advocacy group that advocates for oil pipelines, coal power plants, and smog. I smog you not. They are unabashedly pro-smog. Seriously, they are against legislation that limits how much ozone can be in the air you breathe. Ozone is one of the main components, and a highly toxic component, of smog. The American Energy Association is against limiting how much ozone, how much smog, can be in the air you breathe. And what is the leading cause of toxic ground-level ozone? Surprise! It's the burning of fossil fuels. So, to recap, the head of Trump's Department of Energy transition team is the president of a group that for years has actively been trying to persuade the government to build oil pipelines, to build coal power plants, and to allow more toxic fossil fuel pollution into the air. So, should we be worried that the only scientists he singled out during this transition are those whose research tends to highlight how oil and coal and the burning of fossil fuels are not actually all that great for the planet? I'm worried about it. The policies and legislation enacted by the U.S. have enormous effects on the well-being of the planet. And if they're putting on the red robes, gearing up for the Inquisition, and getting ready to call out all governmental employees who study the causes and effects of climate change as heretics, then yeah, I'm a bit worried. And not just for those employees, but for the planet. <sighs> but maybe there won't be an Inquisition. But maybe it's already started. So that's worrisome. That's all I've got. Good night, Bradley. This week's episode was brought to you by the Spanish Flagquisition. The Spanish Flagquisition, providing the greater Toronto area with the greatest of Spanish flags by force. <laughs>